0: that's right talk a little baseball here on 88.3 wts after further review we don't talk baseball too often on here but when we do we really get into it and the regular season is coming to the end sunday 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 is the last day of the season my cubs are floundering got swept by the braves lost to the brewers (sighs) both playoff teams and pretty much are just disintegrating their chances of getting that second wild card. I believe the uh, Miami Marlins have the magic number of one game to actually clinch that spot as I believe the, the Cubs are on a six game losing streak, um, But a lot of the other stuff uh, is pretty much uh, being clinched. Mickey Cabrera ending his, uh, his career with the Tigers um, right now let's look at this the Orioles 100 wins in the AL East they're 160 uh Rays are 97 and 63 Blue Jays 89 71 the Yankees 81 and 79 it has been rough for the Yankees and the Red Sox 77 and 83 the round out the American League East and we go to some of the other American League standings and you've got the Central which was clinched by the Twins 86 and 74 the Tigers Even though they have a losing record, actually had 76 wins, 76 and 84. They got second in the AL, as Frank likes to call it, the Comedy Central. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Guardians are 76 and 64. Those White Sox, 61 and 99. The Royals, can you believe the Royals were World Series champions back in 2015? They're 55 and 105. Out in the AL West, Rangers, 89 and 71. Astros, 88 and 72. Mariners are eighty-seven and seventy-three, tight race there. Uh, Angels are seventy-two and eighty-eight. What a disaster, David! Otani out there. If they shut down, um, dang, what's his? I can't think of his face. I mean, he's a great baseball player. Um, can you help me out, David?
1: Oh, the overrated Mike Trout. Mike America Trout.
0: Zero? I don't know if he's overrated, David. He, he had some good seasons, just. L.A. has just been putrid, the, the Angel side. Athletics, whew, 49 and 111. Uh, they'll, they'll be getting to Vegas, sure enough, getting out to Vegas. And the National League, Braves clinched 103, 103 wins, 57 losses. You already know. They, they almost look like the Braves of the 90s. Scary. But hopefully they can win a couple World Series they won a couple years ago. Phillies, 89 and 70. Marlins, 83 and 76. Like I said, they're battling with the Cubs. Their magic number to uh clinch oh, the second wild card is one. So Mets 72 and 86. I believe they're not even bringing their manager back. Um disappointing year for the Mets. They spent all that money. The Nationals are 70 and 90. Just a few years ago, they were World Series champs. Out in the NL Central, Brewers, 91-69. Reds 82 and 78 tied with the Cubs as well. Your Pirates are 75 and 85, and you don't see this too often. The Cardinals in last place at 69 and 91. Out in the NL West, uh, you've got the Dodgers 99 and 61, uh, Diamondbacks 84 and 76, Padres 80 and 80, about 500. They also spent a lot of money as well and didn't get their return on investment. Giants are 78-82, and 82, and the Rockies, 58-102. and 102. You might want to bust open a course Light there. Uh, the division winners are the Braves, the Brewers, and the Dodgers have clinched, and the one wild card, the Phillies, have clinched already. In um, the American League, Orioles have clinched the division. The Twins have clinched the division as well. Like I said, those, those division races have been clinched. And the AL West is still up for grabs. And one AL wild card has been clinched with the Rays. David, go ahead.
1: And in the midst of this record-breaking season, a couple of teams gained the 100-win mark. All eyes have been on Atlanta because their players have set quite a few records, in particular thinking Matt Olson, current home run leader and RBI leader, won't get the triple crown just because of the dynamic play of Luis Arias, who's 20 points higher than Acuna in terms of the batting average. He was flirting with having a 400 batting average for the season around the all-star break and obviously just wasn't able to reach that, so but the reason I'm kind of, I guess, on my old man soapbox, so to speak, is that this season, Ronald Acuna became the first player with 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases, obviously, first for the 40 and 60. And a lot of people are saying, you know, that he deserves to kind of be in the upper echelon with some of the greatest Base stealers of all time, and maybe it's just because I'm a you know old head baseball fan uh, that remembers the days of Ricky Henderson seeing in video, and also thinking that just across the league this year, the rule changes that were passed for particularly the pitch timer and the limiting of the pick or the limiting of the disengagements per plate appearance. So pitchers only have two chances to get the pickoff, and then after that, the runner is basically free to, you know, take a lead halfway to the next base because can't do anything. I think those two things in particular is why I say, like, the single season, kind of modern season, like, you know, going back in the day, it's like 150 in a season. Like, obviously, that's dead ball era. Like, live ball, modern, I would say within 50 years. If the league is incentivizing running and stealing bases, does that hold the same meaning as a guy like Otis Nixon, who (laughs) team record for the Braves in 91? 72 bases, in that era where, you know, you had to play the mind game, thinking, and it was, you no, know, we were mentioning it in a thread this past week, baseball now is a completely different game than 10 years ago, which is a completely different game than 20 years ago. And so we have to just think about the records that are being set now. We can't Compare them to 10, 20 years ago because it's a completely different game where we are in a run – I call it the run-happy era where you're incentivized to basically home run or strike out. So no one's playing for singles and doubles. It's either you hit the ball in the park or you strike out. That's why there's so many strikeouts. When you get on – if you do get on base, you are more likely – to steal a base than you were in years past thinking that there are this season um, five players who have at least 44 stolen bases. When last season there was only one, one player in all of baseball that had 40 stolen bases for a season.
0: put David, I guess that's the, the evolution of the game. I mean, that's almost like now with the changes in the rule changes and changes, Basketball you're shooting threes. I mean I mean it's just it's just how the game is played now that that some of the stats just get broken. And I, I don't think you should say that those records are tainted or they shouldn't count because there's been an evolution of the game and now there's more of a focus on things. Like I said, I believe wasn't it the thirty thirty club was great. Now it's looking like you gotta be part of the thirty forty club. Um yeah. I mean, even remember there was the home run era, you know, nowadays, you know, back in the day you could get a good contract. If you hit 30 home runs, if you hit 30 home runs, it's like, that's like back in the day when you only hit 15, you know, nowadays, if you ain't hitting 50, 60 home runs, you ain't Jack, but you know, people are hitting for power now they're not hitting to get on base anymore. So, now, you know, that, that's just an evolution of the game or a change of the game. Now I think, what is it, now with the pace of play going, people are now probably going to get away from either just a strikeout and a home run to now playing that mind game of getting on base and trying to get steals.
1: And I don't want to say that
0: um, Because you're kind of devaluating the feet of this guy. You're like, I'm almost like it seem like hey, he, ain't, he ain't nothing.
1: No, i I still think it still takes talent to be able to get on base. Obviously, one of the hardest things in sports is the head of baseball. Mm-hmm. But yes. I think, I think we have to. When I say kind of an asterisk on the record, just for people in the future to know that this is a different era. This is a batter-friendly era where you know we're coming out of a full pitcher era after the steroid long ball sixty seventy errors with Maguire, Sosa, Bonds. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an evolution of the game. I just, from the way that people are talking about the game, it's as though there is no evolution. And that this was... Um,
0: a new ...kind feat. of
1: a breakout season.
0: But is, can I ask you, even with the new rules, isn't it still kind of hard to steal 40 bases?
1: I don't think with the new rules... No, I, th- I think the new rules are, and MLB came out and said, they're incentivizing base running. They're incentivizing kind of the base stealing. I mean, as a league, it's over 3,000 stolen bases this season, whereas last year it was just over 2,000. So you're thinking year over year, 1,000 stolen bases across Major League Baseball, over 20 teams breaking their own single season steals record. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it does take skill, and this season there are particularly a lot of faster players that are taking advantage of it, but again, if the rules are helping, basically saying you don't want four and five um, pickoff attempts, after two, you're basically free to go, and there are a lot of games where you see two pickoffs, boom, the third, he's automatically going. So I, I think that does change – it changes the game a little bit if you're – I don't want to say you're giving runners a free pass once they get on base, but, yeah, there's a difference when Ronald Acuna last year only had 30, and this year he has 70. Like – it's the same player. Now, I'm not saying Ron Lacuna is slowing down significantly. But, I mean, two can be the same. I think, yeah. These rules that are kind of incentivizing base running, obviously with the extra inning rule, having a runner on second, which, eh, yeah. It's just a different sport than I, would, than I would say from 20, 30 years ago for sure. It's good for fans. Fans love runs, obviously, and fans love the two to three-hour games because as the players are able to get into a scoring position, makes more for more contact. But, yeah. Hmm. It, kind of in retrospect, it's going to be different for sure, just how I, we talk about this era.
0: Well, I think though but I think the fans are starting to like it. The games are a little bit shorter. I think – that i I like the, the the way the game is being played now where you're getting on base and you you're putting a little bit more strategy in into it instead of it just being really either striking out or basically hitting home runs or you you're trying to swing for power and let's just be honest if you make any type of contract contact with the ball, either it's going over the fence or it's going foul and that's what's happened a lot with baseball. you're getting a lot of foul balls, a lot of long at bats. Now it's kind of like, okay, there's a pace to it and it, keep, keep, it would keep you pretty much involved in, in the great strategy of it. But to, I guess to say that, you know, if if you're stealing 40 bases, that your, your record should be kind of, uh, you know, question or asterisk to it, to me, that's not fair. I mean, you're playing within the rules of how the game is constructed, you know, and As I said before, you know, in the NBA, people are scoring points at an alarming rate. It is what it is. Like I'll give you a change I don't know if this would be so like with high school basketball. There's a lot. If you notice, a lot more thousand point scores, right? Yeah. Well, that's because more of the kids are playing four years, whereas when I was growing up if you played 3 years of high school varsity basketball that was a heck of an accomplishment but the game if you is you were a
1: prospect like
0: right yeah. or if you played now if you played 4 years and you played as a as a freshman you were on jimmy jackson level i mean you, you knew that that kid was probably going to you know but now kids play 4 years in school boys and girls the, the game has just evolved and changed the training habits all of that So does that lessen what someone has been doing in the future now compared to someone in the past? Because, like I said, I was looking at the record books for the school I coach at. And, you know, most of the thousand point scores, the people that have the high scoring in the record books have four years, whereas some of the people that were getting close to five, six hundred points in two years it's like, dude, that's crazy. You you look like more productive in your two year stint or three year stint, but you're down here on the record books because someone else had four years to do it. So do you tell the do you do, do you, you almost like do you wait it? Like saying, Okay, you played four years and got a thousand points, but that shouldn't be just as good as someone that probably ended up getting uh six hundred to seven hundred points in a three year span. You know, what do you say about that? So I mean, it's just how it is. It is what it is. Times have changed, the game has evolved, um, kids are better nowadays, skill wise. I wouldn't say about IQ, but skill wise, and they're just getting buckets. So you can't. So I should just say, well, because you played four years, to me, I'm gonna wait it. You really shouldn't be this high on the scoring list. Kind of like that's what the the, the base is. Game. A couple of rules have been tweaked. Obviously, we got better athletes nowadays. You're going to penalize them because of the way the game has been tweaked and how the evolution of the players in the game can't do that, David.
1: I'm not I'm necessarily not sure say we're penalizing them. I think it's recognizing that with like they have the achievement. Obviously, you have to take the skill to achieve that level, whether you know the points scored, anything, but just recognizing kind of in the evolution of the game. So even thinking with the in either basketball or even football, we are in a past happy era. So passing records are being broken left and right just because back in the sixties and seventies they weren't throwing as much as the game involved now. So that's why, you know, some of those records are easily broken. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't discredit them, but I understand that it's a different era that they're playing in. So that's that's my kind of approach for
0: with the baseball
1: records. They're playing in a different era where taking into account everything that's happening, even with basketball. Like, a lot of people are still impressed with, you know, that Kareem had the scoring title for so long mm-hmm. because he didn't have a three. Like, he was doing all that. So that's why a lot of – but then with LeBron Broke, it, people are like, he has a three ball. So not just not crediting the pass record, but just saying it's a different, like you said, evolution of the game. It's an error. So kind of recognizing that it's a different game that's being played. Or some people, are being
0: set. some people can say that, well, LeBron played since he was in high school, whereas Kareem pretty much came right out of college at 22. So – LeBron had an additional four years to help break the record. He didn't do it in the same amount of time as Kareem, so there should be an asterisk. Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. The record records are made to be broken. Some people could say, well, had Le- uh, Jordan had to be in school till he was like 21. What if he would have came in the league at 18? He probably would have broke the record. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, you know, the evolution of the game. Yeah, and, and that's kind
1: of my big point, just kind of recognizing that the game is evolving and these records are gonna look different just because of the yeah, evolution of the game. But um, yeah, like when we say greatest of all time, each each era has their own greats.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this this era that we're in now is gonna have its own section in Cooperstown, just because the game looks different. Just like basketball Hall of Fame has the modern era kind of with a free ball and that's how the NFL has their pass happy era
0: of mm-hmm. they, the last right. fifteen years. Think about it, you know, back in the day they weren't really they weren't really passing like that back in the day. And now you're getting all these passing records, but back in the day it was three yards in a cloud of dust you know remember back in the day if a quarterback passed for 150 to 200 yards whoa they was really cooking but nowadays, you pass for 100 150 it's like that quarterback is ass you know you got to be up in the 300s now for, for an average day in the league uh if if you if you pass under 300 yards people just look at you like you didn't have a really good game
1: yeah, unless you're in a pro run team, but yeah, even right. still.
0: But even still, though, it's now the, the league has totally changed. Remember back in the day, receivers they got 100 catches in a year. That was the gold standard. People on a regular are now getting between 96 and 100 catches. You know, now they got to kind of bump it up to. Can, can you get 115, 120? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just
1: the evolution of the game in all sports and stuff. For my my thing is kind of, I won records to ref, you know, pe- when people think about the records that are being set, each era will have its own records because that's just how the game was.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: All credit to Acuna, you still have to hit the ball, you still have to get on base, you still have to steal the base. Yeah, that, that is that
0: is totally true. Anything else on baseball as the season com- comes to a close?
1: Uh, no, this has been our baseball segment. We'll be back at the start of next season.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's always all almost NFL college football. We'll talk a little bit uh baseball in the in the World Series. I'm sure when Frank's in the studio, he would like to talk about that as well. Um but yeah, because speaking of which, we've talked a little baseball. Guess what's coming up next?
1: NFL Pick'em.
0: That is right. And we're getting into week four. It seems like every time we get into the pick'em, uh we, we, the weeks go by fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's already October, uh, October first on Sunday. Yeah. football chugging along, one step closer to that Super Bowl.
0: That's right. And on the other side, I'll let you know after week three's results. There's a tie and someone right behind. So this 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 is a close NFL pick'em after three weeks.
1: Oh, because I trusted Jordan Love on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, that's what hurt you. You actually were in the lead, and you trusted Jordan Love, and basically his ankles got bit off by the Lions.
1: <laughs> and David Montgomery's a touchdown vulture about that the whole other.
0: Oh well, I, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. You know I love David Montgomery. Shouldn't yeah. let him go, but he's at a better place he's now. A rival. Huh?
1: to a conference rival exactly rival. you can't
0: do go to a division rival but i feel good for him because he's in a better place all right we'll take a quick commercial break right we'll go we'll take a quick commercial break you're listening to 88.3 wgt's after further review make sure you check us out on soundcloud itunes wgt's after further review with a picture of frank Bashner in the horse's head we had over 600 listens last week kind of crazy i don't know if there were bots or whatever um and we had that going on. Make sure you check us out on After Further Review Sports Show on Facebook. We always have our live feed there, and we're always on 88.3 WXUT. We're going to get into the final segment of the NFL Pick'Em at 2.30. They'll have rocket football as they take on Western Michigan. We'll take a quick commercial break. When we return, we'll be back with some NFL Pick'Em. I think it's me and David's favorite part of the show, ain't it?
1: Well, that and winners and losers, just because I love railing on losers from the past week.
0: Right, and some of the Bears segments we kind of rail on. Justin Fields letting people know he's not the guy. And I said, C.J. Stroud probably should have been the number one pick for the Bears. Possibly offensive player, rookie of the year. (sighs) I digress. Oh, well, we'll take a quick commercial mate. We'll be back after this.